This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following podcast contains explicit language. Okay, so who is excited about cuffing season? Oh, you don't know what cuffing season is? It's one of those things that the headlines on the internet are always telling me about. You know, your guide to cuffing season in eight simple charts. Apparently, it's a phenomenon of fall and winter relationships that you want to be cuffed or tied down to a partner because cold weather, because Netflix. Except for the internet, though, I've never heard anyone talking about cuffing season. And actually, a lot of dating news feels foreign in the same way to me. How to give a gift to someone you just started dating. Apparently, by the fourth date, you can give a snow globe. Or here's this. These were the most right-swiped names on Tinder in 2016. Go you, Lucas. But if you left me alone in a room with, say, 14 other single women, and we started to slowly open up and talk honestly about our dating lives, I promise you, no one is going to be talking about cuffing season. And if you want to hear what that would really sound like, what we'd actually talk about, then today's show is for you. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. And yeah, we have 14 women today. This group includes listeners in New York and D.C., It includes five women of color, and everyone's about 27 years old or younger. All of my friends are in serious couples, and all of them are like, you're so fantastic. I don't understand why you're single. And I'm like, fuck them. No. Because they're like, you have a great job, and you're funny, and you're you're pretty. Oh, you're such a cat. It makes no sense. Oh, no. You'll find him when you're not looking. (laughs) If I'm, like, walking out of my house looking like trash, I'm going to find the man of my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. For the first half of the episode, I asked the ladies to all take turns answering this one question. And it's something I think about probably more than I want to admit. Why are you single? Do you think that you are doing something wrong? Okay, here we go. Honestly, whenever I see people who are in relationships and like super serious relationships, like I'm in my early 20s and they're like, I've already met the person that I'm going to marry. I'm like, that's kind of boring. And then like (laughs) Tinder dating scares the shit out of me. Because murder. Because like, what if you die? Yeah. Yeah, And like, like, ladies, uh, who's afraid of dying on a date? Let's just on the count of three, just go this girl. Three, two, one. This This girl. This girl. (laughs) I think it's just I'm very picky. I'm like extremely picky. There's nothing better to be picky about. I'm like a preemptive dumper. But I feel like I'm so picky that like I pick everybody (laughs) out and I just don't have anyone left. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Preemptive dumper. I like that. So I'll like, I'll dump someone as soon as I'm like, yep, nope, that's not going to work out. Quit while you're ahead. That's what Jerry Seinfeld used to do. She had men hands. (laughs) I hate that. 
I like this question. <laughs> I like the first part of it, but I hate the second part of it because I don't think that it's really – it's so such a subjective way to look mm-hmm. at it. I'm single because I chose to be single. I like the preemptive dumpers opinion, honestly. Uh, quit while you're ahead because it doesn't necessarily – it's not the end goal. Like saying you're doing something wrong automatically puts you in a win-lose, zero-sum sort of game theory paradigm, which doesn't really – in my experience <laughs> – no, I, I feel like I'm anyway. wrong. I'm a little older than a lot of you, and I do have an end goal, which is that I'd like to have one yeah. kid in five years. And I yeah, think about yeah. finding a partner oh. for that a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would, and I mean, I think that in that sense, you know, you can measure individual successes and failures. But it's like saying that you're doing something wrong is not going to get you. There. That being said. I don't necessarily want to be single anymore. And I think that half my problem is that I get I'm very guarded. And that's a really tough wall to kind of jump over. I kind of wish that I was. I think at this point I'm just like I and maybe that's what I'm doing wrong, but if that's wrong then I I I don't want to be right. <laughs> you know, like I just you know whenever I meet, yeah, whenever I meet whenever I'm like on a date with a person, I'm like I just I'm not going to give you some weird fake person like a fake myself. You know, I'm just going to be whoever I am and if I like you, I'm going to show you that I like you. And I think that that's probably why I have been single. I know that I'm doing things wrong because every time I get on like some sort of dating thing and meet some person, I'll like meet one person, maybe date them, sort of, but I'll continually think things like, this is taking up so much time, I would rather (laughs) read a book. Um, like, do do I have to go meet people? Because then I feel like I'll I'll go on like a date or something and be like, this is a lot of resources to use on this random person (laughs) that I just saw a picture of. I don't know what he's like. (laughs) I don't know. At least for me, I definitely agree with what everyone else has been saying. Like, I personally don't like the idea of dating just to date. Not that I don't like being social or anything like that. And just the labor of going through an app and using the apps, it's just every time I go on them, I find that I'm probably feeling less about myself than I was before when I'm regularly dating. So I just am like, I can't use the apps. Then I'm just like, what if I just want to be single? And I I would love to like have a partner full time, like in life. And I'm not against dating at all, but I just would rather do my own thing. And if that comes naturally, great. But if it doesn't, I'm not at the point yet where I'm like, ah, I need to be on the apps. Help, find me a bank guy. <laughs> yeah. I also like, I would, <laughs> I would rather... Sometimes spend time alone or just like see the people I already know, like see my friends, then go out with someone where it's very possible that it's just going to be a deeply unpleasant evening and we're not going to like each other at all. I mean, I know you have to you have to go through nights like that in order to find someone. But I've just been really lazy. Okay, how like R rated can we get on this? (laughs) Get R rated, get R rated. Um, So recently out of a relationship, but I think my go-to in life has been, like, guarded, but I'm down to have sex. That's kind of where I'm at right now, but I'm definitely not having sex with people that I'm always that interested in. But, you know, it tends, I don't know, they tend to, like, pursue it past that, and I'm really bad at turning it down (laughs) or just being like, hey, I'm actually not into this at all. So it'll just maybe keep going or maybe some ghosting is involved. But um, (laughs) I think right now I'm right now I'm definitely single just because I'm like, hey, let me just go have some really awesome, weird sex with 
strange men from <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> and I'm also a really terrible flirt, so that's why it's easy for me to go, like, the sex route, then do this seductive, flirtatious thing. So do you feel like your pursuit of regular or casual sex gets in the way of looking for real partnership because it makes you not look as hard? Uh, sometimes. Right now, yeah, but I'm also not necessarily looking for real partnership. But I've totally had a tendency to, like, have sex on the first date and then be like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But I also hate, hate, hate that that's this double standard that we have. Are you more likely to sleep with him on the first date if you don't see it going anywhere? I would say, yes, I've done that before. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, okay. I changed my answer. Yes. This happened to me once where I was on a first date with someone and they said, I was like, so like what, you know, in a very casual way, not in like a crazy way. I was like, "Um, so like what, you know, what are you, what are you looking for? You know, a normal question. He's like, well, I don't know. You know, like I'm just going to. Like, I don't know what I want because, like, you ha- kind of have to experience everything to know exactly what you want. And I was like, in my <laughs> head, I'm like, this guy is everything. 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 So I was like, this guy just, this guy sucks. Like, he, like I do not see myself with this person long term. He's like, do you want another drink? I was like, sure. So I just, I just we just got really drunk and then yep. back to my apartment. Yep. Yes. At least for me, like my attention span, I see one cute guy, I swipe right. I see the next cute guy, I forgot about all the first one. Mm-hmm. So if I see a cute guy at a bar, he's like my main attention. I tend to go for like the tall one, most likely dressed like he's the loudest person in the room. So like a plaid shirt because he's a bro or whatever. But um, I prefer the real life situation. I prefer it, but I'm terrible at the it. The problem is you go to a bar and you're trying to meet someone and everyone at the bar is swiping. Like, it's no one's paying Has attention. You, have you guys seen this? I've Does never that seen someone do that. Yeah. Yes. I will say this has worked 100% of the time for me, is if I see a cute guy, and, I, like, this is so funny. When I see a cute guy, I buy them a drink. Oh, that's, Ooh, it works that's 100% great. of the time. I, I've n- no failure rate. But no like, failure rate. Failure in what? Like, asking them out on a date? Like, it always ends up in a number exchange. Yeah, because guys never get compliments. As really? soon as they do, it's like, oh. We're going to take a quick break, but before we go, we just heard the focus group talking about buying guys drinks. I ran this by Maureen O'Connor. She hosts the Sex Lives podcast from New York Magazine. And she told me, save your money. There's another technique you might want to try at a bar. It's called the five-second flirt. You lock the eyes, give a little smile. And you, like, move around, you, like, lift your drink or, you know. So the key being you don't want to look like you, yeah, just totally zoned out. And you're just like... Yeah, he needs to know you're looking. Yeah. Try it. Time yourself. Okay, we're gonna do Siri, it. Siri, set a timer for five seconds, and then and then do it. Oh Keeping my... eye contact with a stranger for five seconds is fucking impossible. But if at the end he will either get up and walk to you and buy you a drink, or he will be like, "Get the fuck away! I'm married." But either way, you've got your answer. <laughs> so try that at home. And we're gonna be back in a moment with this amazing group of ladies after a quick break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Welcome back to the show. Now, so far, the single straight lady focus group has been pretty different from the single straight guy focus group. We did that one back in episode one of the show. Check it out. But just like the guys, about halfway through the night, we started feeling really friendly and bonded and a little drunk. And this inevitably leads to talking about sex. Dick pics. Dick pics. One studio even went rogue and just started looking at a blog full of dick pics together. Just the silhouette it's of his dick. It's a silhouette of his dick. I like this. I know. Ooh. We talked about what it takes to get off. He has to be a really good listener. It takes a good job, dinner, and effort. <laughs> a Hitachi wand. Uh, oh the Hitachi. Uh. Praise the Hitachi <laughs> lords. And we asked, who likes giving blowjobs? Me. I, I do. I love it. I fucking love it. I, I love it. I love it so much. But yeah, when you're doing it, you're like, I have total control of oh this Oh my God, moment. withdrawal. <laughs> I'm getting withdrawal. I need to go down on some of it. But here's something I wasn't expecting from the ladies. When it became time for the very last question, we all kind of sobered up. And we started to open up about things that you don't normally share with new friends. So here's that question I asked, and we're going to focus in on it for the rest of the episode. But are you okay if you if you never find this magical him, right? This like we've been we talked in the beginning about how a lot of us are looking for long-term partnership. Are you okay if you don't find him and why? So in my mind, I want to say like I could picture myself as this happy, contented person being a an independent single lady. I have amazing female role models in my life. My grandmother's 85, still works full time, has been single since my grandfather died when she was in her 50s. And she is amazing and happy and never searched for anyone else after that. But yesterday, I totally was standing on the subway platform and was like, oh, man, could I imagine myself being like 70 years old and never having this really serious love of my life because I have yet to find that. So do you think you will? I don't know. I don't know if I'm... If you had to put a bet on it today, what would you say? (laughs) At this moment or Yeah, at the age of 25, yeah. Oh, it's probably like 40% yes. Can I like chime in and ask how much does this have to do with whether or not our parents are together? Oh. Because, like, my parents, I kind of view my parents as the ideal. When I think, like, oh, what relationship do I want? It's always, I just want something like what my mom and my dad have. Yeah. My parents will be married next year for 50 years. Shit. Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. Shit. They should probably just stop after that. That's, that's so awesome. sweet. <laughs> I agree with what everyone else said, and I think... There was something in the New York Times that was sort of 36 or like 29 or like the questions you asked with someone to fall in love. Oh, right. Yeah. And so my friends and I actually like, yeah, a few of my friends and I actually did it back on the way back from a friend's wedding just to like curb the depression of having such a fun weekend. (laughs) And one of the questions was, if there was one thing that you could know about the rest of your life, what would it be? People were saying different things. And I was like, honestly... I just want to know when I'm going to meet the person that I'm going yep. to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> cue everyone crying. It's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I no, I know. Yeah, I just want to no, know when. I just want to know when. And I think if I if someone was like, "Oh, when you're 32, 
that's when you're going to meet him. Okay, cool. Then I'm right. fine right now because like, I love all of my friends. I'm, I have a great life. I have nothing to be sad about. I just feel like everyone wants at least someone, whether it's a best friend, a parent, whatever, someone that they can have for them. And so that would kind of just be my answer. I mean, today I'm like, F everyone who says you can't be <laughs> single, but... I do hope that someday I'll be with someone. But what happens that's... if that person doesn't happen to be like a significant other? What if you're? It's like the Rory to your Lorelai Gilmore, and it's like yes. your I child totally, is the person I mean, that's like your person. Like, does no. it have to be of a significant other? I mean, other? I want steady sex, and <laughs> I want true. a baby. That's yeah, fair. that's true. That's it. I want a family. Yes. And, yeah. yeah, I still want someone to go down on me. Everyone's yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think my big thing is that I don't want to be unhappily alone because I do know some people who are single, not by choice. And I mean, like for me, I've I've I don't know. I, I mean, it's not that I'm totally apathetic about finding a partner, but like I'm not sure if it's the end all be all for me because I do know um, people who are are cultivating um, really supportive communities sans a life partner. You know, if I'm being honest, like I would be heartbroken and just like devastated if I didn't optimistically think that like that person's going to come into my life eventually. When it comes to stuff like that, I think I have the parents that totally set that standard because my parents were married for like, you know, 29, 30, 31 years until my dad died. I, I have so such a high standard. You know, because you start to look for a replacement. You start to be like, well, how do I fill this dad-shaped hole in my heart? And, yeah. like, you can't necessarily fill it with Aww. random people that you meet, but you fucking try. Like, it was, like, that's the only time I've ever had, like, sex on the first date was it was right after it happened. And I was just like, I just want something here. And oh. so it changes it for you. And seeing that sort of thing happen, you start to think, who's going to be there watching me die? Or who am I going to watch die someday? I definitely want I want it. I I still blindly believe that I'm going to have it. You know, I, I there's no question in my mind that I that I'll find it. I think what's complicated with me right now is, you know, c- coming so fresh out of a relationship is that like I thought that I had that, you know, and and like that feeling of loss is like how do you find that again? <laughs> and so it's really it's it's been a little bit difficult to process cuz the relationship was over months before it actually ended a couple of weeks ago but like you still kind of hold on to the, that little bit of hope and at the same time you're trying to move on and and see that connection with someone else and so it's hard I think when, once you've experienced something that you thought was going to last forever once you thought that you had found it it's really difficult to imagine yourself having that again mm-hmm. and so I guess yeah, that's, that's my biggest fear is I'll never meet yeah, someone I like as much as him <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and and and, yeah, and honestly, absolutely. and honestly, I don't know. I can ho- I can only hope that I'll I'll meet someone and it's going to be as great, you know, because it ended due to circumstances out of either of our control. And so like it you know, Do you I, I don't tell know. I what happened? Oh god. It's a little it's a little bit too complicated. <laughs> he had a he had a very serious family tragedy happen and he really I don't, he couldn't really deal with it in an in a emotionally healthy way to include me in it and so i just it just we couldn't connect anymore 
And so, yeah, and so it was really difficult because it was something that was just everything was going so well. And if you had asked me six months ago, like if I would be with this person for the rest of my life, I would have said yes. And I think he would have said the same thing. But, you know, like these things happen. And so you can't control that. And so what's really hard is kind of like believing that you were able to feel that way before. So like you have to kind of trust that you're going to feel that way again. I actually think about this a lot because my friends have always called me mom. I'm like a very maternal person to the point where people like people will tell me like, if you don't have kids, it will be like a disservice. Like, so it's it's no really, yeah, no pre- no pressure at all. It's something I think about because I would rather have kids and have them be really great people than find the love of my life. Like, that's more important to me. And so for me, it's like, all right, well, would I rather do that alone and never have someone but know that they're okay than to potentially subject them to a divorce just because I settled for someone to have kids with. And again, like I know plenty of people who ha- have come from a divorce who are like wonderful people and are healthy and and are fine. And But I know a bunch of people who aren't. And I from <laughs> weirdly maternal instinct about these like unborn children, I, I'm like, oh, I don't want to subject them, subject them to that. So then what's your backup plan? Oh, okay. Well, this is a story. I'm not going to get into this. Um, no, I I tease my friends all the time, and I tease my mom about this, too. I'm like, I'm going to go to the sperm bank, and I am going to pick the I most believe. beautiful person that I could get and, like, pay- make sure that I have these, like, beautiful, intelligent NASA, you know, <laughs> bound <laughs> children. And my mom's like, please don't talk like that. But, I mean, I'm, I would do it on my own before I did it with someone, like, before I married someone for the sake of having kids. My sister is about to get engaged, and she's two years younger than me, mm. which is hard. Yeah. Um, but my dad bought me a certificate for eHarmony, like a gift card. <laughs> um, so I knew what? that I had been, like, complaining oh, about being cool. single. Uh, okay, I so I went on. I went out. on eHarmony. I did it because, like, it was free. So I wanted right. to just, like, see what the crowd was on eHarmony. Um, <laughs> and it was horrifying. <laughs> it was, like... It was, like, these people really desperate to get married. Like, it was obvious that, like, everything else had failed them. I guess I want I want the white picket fence. I want the five gorgeous children who go and be in NASA. So, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be hard. <laughs> Send our kids to NASA together. I dig it. My sperm bank babies. You can <laughs> them Sister wives, not the husband. Like, I want to go on the couple's vacation, and I want to have the pretty ring to show everybody. I totally do. I, I admit it. I'm totally peer pressured into Are wanting a relationship. I just want to caveat mine, though. Like, if I have kids before, I, if I'm, like, 35 and I go and I have kids and I haven't met someone, that doesn't mean I'm giving up. Like, I am open to meeting someone after, but, like, I am not going to hang that goal on me meeting somebody. Okay, are you guys, after after tonight's um, focus group, are you feeling better or worse about your dating lives? Better. better, better, so much oh, better. <laughs> Thoughtful, <laughs> same. <laughs> I'm feeling better. great that apparently I don't get as many dick pics as everybody else. <laughs> That's it for today's show. One last thing before we go: if you've dug into our archives for a bit, then you might remember this guy from episode number five. We call him David Number One. 
and I promised him that he could sit in on our single lady focus group. Finally, the straight white male gets his gets his due. Good. Yeah, I, I would be honored. I would love it. So we kept that promise, and he was there in the producer booth watching this whole night go down. And this was random, but while one of the ladies was swiping on Tinder during the focus group, the magic of geolocation meant that David suddenly showed up in her queue. Look, it's David! <gasps> you found David? I found David on Tinder! That is, that's me, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Wait, David number one? Dave, David number one, David? We have friends in common! Swipe right! That is a really fun dating tip to think about. If you like someone, you might just want to sit next to them and then just swipe, swipe, swipe until they show up. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Special thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Our logo is by Teddy Blanks at Chips.NYC. Our theme music is by Andy Miklas, Lee Rosifer, and Casey Holford. Creative Commons music was used in this episode from Ryan Little and Uncle Bibby. We are now casting another focus group, and this time it's for guys who want kids. If you're in New York or D.C., send us a note. Whether you're cis or trans, straight or queer, if you want to be someone's dad someday, we want to hear from you. Send us a note, yy at panoply.fm. Next week on the show, I call it my grandma Phyllis. I have some news. Hello? Hey, it's Andrea. Hi. I have some good news. What? My podcast made the New York Times list of best podcasts of 2016. I'm in the New York Times. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, they're going to put your picture in? No. Too bad. Next time. Maybe I should call up the New York Times and tell them to put in your picture. <laughs>